God is good. <laughs> All of the time. He is so awesome. I came to worship tonight and just, he's always happy to see us. He's just there, always happy to see us. I was encouraging our um, people at the prophetic school on Monday night to use worship as an opportunity for a prophetic adventure with God. Every time you come, God wants us to come with an expectation that we're going to encounter him in a fresh way. You know, we don't come and approach worship like, oh, I hope something happens. Oh, I hope something happens. But you come like the woman with the issue of blood and you say, I'm going to touch him and virtue is going to flow out of him. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to touch him. I'm going to encounter him. I'm going to see him in a fresh way. And like Daniel, in the book of Daniel, it says, I looked and I saw. He looked with expectation in his heart. I'm looking with an expectation that you're going to show me more. And it says, I looked again and I looked again. And God showed him to the end of time. Like, woohoo, how much do you want to look? Look and see, look and see, because I believe God is wanting to take you higher and higher. I love those prophetic encouragements tonight to press in, go deeper, go further, because God truly has laid a table before you. And many have not even begun the main course. Hallelujah. There is a banquet is laid up before you in the presence of your enemies. And he's saying, come, come and eat. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Eat of it. Take it. You know, that's not selfish. That it pleases God because you are then partaking of the inheritance that he has given to you. He wants you to, to explore and know the, the fullness of his goodness towards you. He wants you to know who he is. He wants you to feel his heart. He wants to break your heart with what breaks his. He wants to show you the, the amazing grace, the amazing love that he has for you. And it gets more and more glorious. And as you look, you know, don't just be satisfied with just a little encounter. But, you know, like it says, when, when Moses saw that the bush was burning, he turned aside and when the Lord saw that he turned aside, he began to speak to him. And it was out of that that he was commissioned. And many times we miss the fullness of what God wants to do because we don't take time to look a little further, to turn aside, to look with an expectation and a hunger that God is going to do more. Amen? So, I mean, I always have, I have lovely times with God and he, he knows exactly where I'm at. He knows how to, to, to restore my soul. Hallelujah. He'll speak words that'll just, you'll just go, oh. God, yes, of course. Where you, you may have been struggling with something all day long and, and then in worship, you begin to worship and he'll come and he'll poof, just drop the answer in your heart and go, oh, God, of course. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't even come to you first. We think we are. We, we're, we're worrying with God more than we're praying too often. We think we're working it out with God, but in fact, we're just worrying it through with God. And then when you come to worship him, Oh, you're so lovely. And he goes, oh, I love you. Here's the answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anybody know what you're, I'm talking about? Yeah, that's why I love worship. God knows how to touch you better than anybody else can. He knows how to heal your heart, undo the knots. Hallelujah. And he wants to speak to you and show you things to come and prepare you. Hallelujah. He wants to show you things that are, are coming up and he wants to help you and excite you and uh, help cause you to birth and conceive the things that he's showing you. You know, 
Lex at the very beginning of the service began to talk about the language of the Spirit. And I want to share a little bit with you tonight on that, on the language of the Holy Spirit. I love to listen to what the Lord is saying and um, especially through the service, we make the opportunity for people to share because we want to hear the full counsel of God. We all prophesy in part, but it's so good when you start to hear the different parts come in and you begin to hear what the Lord's saying and it's just beautiful and it gives a fuller picture of what the Lord's doing. I'm reading from Hebrews chapter 11. I've been encouraging all of our school students and all my interns, and now I'm encouraging all of you to make a habit of memorizing the Word of God. I just love it. Pastor Joel will get up and it'll just sprout out of him. And, you know, the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance the Word of God planted in you. But you've got to be involved in that. It's so powerful. My interns know that every time we get together, I'm going to hear what they're memorizing. Some of them will memorize a whole chapter. That's Adam, um, and, and nobody wants to go after Adam. <laughs> but even if it's just, a, just one verse that's really resonating with you, as you commit it to memory, the Holy Spirit can bring it back to your remembrance at the right time so that you can wage war with it. Hallelujah. So that you can encourage someone else with it. So I, uh, it's not a religious thing. It is a powerful thing to do if you can get the Word of God on the inside of you. But many would, you, would have this already memorized. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I wanted to share with you a, a little quote from Yongi Cho. It's the biggest church in the world at the moment. He says here, talking about prayer, he says, get a clear-cut goal and objective. Have a desire that burns to the boiling point and then pray until you have the substance, the assurance. Then begin to speak the word about which you've been given assurance. And I liked that. You know, we don't have to twist God's arm when we come to pray. That is not the purpose of it. But we do need to press through until we get that Oh, that assurance that you go, yes, hallelujah, I feel it. I've got the substance on the inside, the assurance, yes, God's going to do this. Hallelujah. And God wants to give it to you so that out of that place, you can begin to make declarations. It's like Abraham and Sarah. Can you imagine a 90-something-year-old man and his, and his wife, his wife calling out to him, father of many nations, when they had no children at all. And it, there's something very powerful about when we're making declarations, speaking out those things that be not. God had him look up at the stars so that he had something tangible to, to look at because the language of the Spirit is in visions and dreams. And God wanted Abraham to get a vision of what this promise was going to look like, something tangible on the inside. Ah. Oh, Oh, I can see it now. You know, God has actually given you your imagination. Your imagination is not a bad thing. A lot of people are always saying, oh, I don't know when it comes to the prophetic, if it's my imagination or not. Your imagination is the screen that the Spirit of God works through. Hallelujah. It's the screen that he wants to write on. Depending on who writes on it will be dependent on whether it's good or evil. 
And when you come to God and you say, Lord, here, here I am. You've given me the mind of Christ. I'm asking you for something good. God will write on the screen of your imagination. And in the same way, it's this language of the Spirit. God is speaking to us in dreams. I'm having some really wild encounters in dreams, actually, going to countries. And also, I'm waking up in the morning going, Tom, I just had a... I, I, the other night I had a dream. I was in India and I was, I was like, whoa, interesting stuff that God was doing. But God speaks in our, in our literal dreams, but he also speaks in your daydreams. And he speaks in visions and he wants us to be looking and seeing and getting a picture of it. I remember when I, um, years ago, I was waking up in the mornings with very stiff fingers and I, I used to... I'd immediately start to panic and think, oh no, my mother had terrible arthritis with great big swollen knuckles. And my first thought was, oh no, maybe this is arthritis coming in my knuckles. And the next thought was, no, that is not the will of God. And so I took that thought that was exalting itself against the knowledge of Christ. You see, in Christ, hallelujah, I'm healed. So that thought was trying to exalt itself in, in my mind. So I took that thought captive and I cast it down. And then I used the language of the Spirit by imagining myself as a 90-year-old woman with these supple fingers able to put my rings on, playing the piano, getting my nails done. I got a good imagination. And the next morning woke up, still had some stiffness, immediately, bang, took that one, cast it down, and I went, Lord, I'm just imagining myself, Lord, according to your will, I see it. This is your will, that I will not have any form of sickness, that I will have supple fingers, that I'm able to play the piano, and my rings fit on very easily. I'll never have to get them resized. It'll just be lovely. Every morning I did that for five days. That was 10 years ago. I haven't had any form of arthritic pain ever since. Hallelujah. You see, there's power that comes when you start to step up and recognize and remember who you are. You see, you are now seated in heavenly places with God. But we've got to do something with that that glorious position, God wants you to wake up and be fully aware, fully awake to the privilege that you now have, to the power, the greatness of the power toward us who believe. You have power to, to create. Hallelujah. You have power to change things. And it's a, power, it's a wonderful thing. As you come before God and you say, Lord, I want to see uh, your, your will done. It's not a matter of your words. Jesus says, when you come to pray, don't, don't pray like the pagans do and, and think you're going to be heard because of the, the many words that you've got. But begin to pray. We're going to pray according to the will of God, recognizing, ah, oh, you're my daddy God. You're my father. Your will be done. Speaking it with declarations, making the declarations of God and expecting him to do what he says he'll do. Amen. God is wanting us to, to be like he is, and that is to conceive it in our imagination and to speak it out. I, I'm with my, um, with my interns, they know about this, that I just make these random statements quite frequently. I'll, just, I'll, make, a, I'll make a declaration, calling those things that be not as though they are. Like, um, you know, I'm going to Iceland. 
And they'll go, whoo, when? I'll say, God told me I am. Hallelujah. And they'll go, oh, yeah, okay. We're playing the game. And we call it the game where we're just speaking these promises of God. We're declaring those things as though they be not. I remember when I, I was traveling overseas and I had to get a warm coat. I bought the coat. And as I bought it, I went, this is my Iceland coat. I haven't been to Iceland yet, but Cindy Jake has prophesied I was going. So I've got my Iceland coat. Every time I put this coat on, this is my Iceland coat. People in England said, that's a nice warm coat. I said, yes, this is my Iceland coat. Hallelujah. I did this before I was ever preaching. God had spoken to me that I was going to preach. So I, um, the next time I went to buy a, a suit, I went, it was back in the days when preachers wore suits. Um, I bought a suit and I went, this is my preaching suit. Hallelujah. Because I had a picture on the inside. I knew God had said it and I, I just wanted to come into agreement with him. You might think I'm mad, but I tell you, it works. God, God is wanting us to recognize... <laughs> That we have power when we, are, when we come to the place, I've got an assurance, I know this is what God is saying. And you refuse to let in the other thoughts, the other doubts, but you fix your eyes and say, thank you, you are so very faithful, Father. I believe it. And you begin to expect it. What's it going to look like? When you're praying for unsaved relatives, instead of worrying and thinking about what they're like, imagine what they're going to be like. Hallelujah. Imagine them saved. Imagine them worshiping God. And out of that place of assurance, woohoo, that's exciting. Begin to rejoice about those things that you haven't yet seen. Sing, O barren, you who've not born. Hallelujah. So that you can begin to rejoice and go, wow, this is awesome. Thank you, God. I have it in the spirit. And as you, as you have it, the substance, then you can begin to speak it out and see it activated. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. Fantastic Jesus. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to begin to open up the eyes of your understanding and get you to start to dream his dreams, to begin to think about your day even as you wake up in the morning with the Holy Spirit imagination. What's today going to be like, God? Instead of let's wait and see, I I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting us to be more deliberate to begin to be who we're called to be, to begin to look with an expectation to see what the Father's doing and get the heads up. I believe God wants to do it. I believe he wants to show you. But many of us are living below our potential of what God wants to do. He wants to unlock mysteries to you. He wants to fellowship with you like Christ and his bride so that when he speaks to you, he wants to speak to you and tell you things to come. He wants to show you. He wants to reveal things to you. He wants to enlighten the eyes of your understanding. While you're troubled about many things, he's waiting to drop some things into your heart to say, this is what I'm really interested in doing. If you'll stop struggling and worrying, bring it to me. Don't be anxious about anything. Philippians chapter 4. But in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. 
Give it up to him. Get the substance. Lord, I thank you, God. I see that. I see that situation, Lord, as you see it. And I say, yay, hooray. I celebrate it. I put it in my imagination. There it is. That's the substance. And I hope for it with expectation because I know this is your will. And so I can pray and I can release that to you. Then as you go, then as you go to worship, then the Lord wants to start to daydream with you. Hallelujah. Many Christians never get beyond that first level of trying to get to the place of just having the assurance, the substance there until it's done and they get their their prayers answered. But God is wanting to take you on much higher levels. Hallelujah. He wants to answer all of that. He wants to give you the, the substance so that you can pray. Hallelujah. With faith. Thank you, God. I'm declaring not as one that's begging and hoping to get a breakthrough, but one who knows already that the breakthrough is on its way and I can make declarations and I'm speaking. Hallelujah. And it's just good for me to exercise my faith muscles because you want me to see how much authority I really have. He lets you do it. He lets you work, work with him so that you begin to understand the greatness of the power toward you. If he just did it all for you, you'd never fully understand that you have the power. Hallelujah. He's a good God. And he wants to help you. He wants to lead you. He wants to speak to you. But then he wants to take you deeper and he wants you to ex- begin to experience uh, the, the daydreams that he has for you. I used to think, oh, God, I'm trying to concentrate. I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to seek your face. And I'm daydreaming about, you know, um, people, fireballs going out over crowds and people getting healed and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's good. But I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to pray. And the Holy Spirit, is. I didn't understand fully the language of the Spirit. That was the, that was the Holy Spirit trying to land some things on the inside that I could have substance for, vision for, that I could begin to pray with, war with, and receive. Amen? Many people just don't take time to let the Holy Spirit really begin to show you. We've been praying into Ephesians chapter 1, that you may know the Spirit of God would enlighten the eyes of your understanding and the knowledge of Him, that you may know the hope of your calling, the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints, and the greatness of the power toward us who believe. We sing, we want the fullness, we want the fullness, and God's saying, I'm ready, it's here, would you just come and eat? I feel a real stirring on the inside of me. And that word about pressing in, it's, it's, not a <laughs> it's not a works mentality. It's simply saying, I've got it all here for you. Come in, press in and have it all. Be determined not just to have a little taste, but to have the fullness. Hallelujah. To begin to taste and see, begin to recognize and wake up, you know, and, and begin to recognize Whoa, this power that you've given us, this is really amazing. God is wanting to do great and awesome things. And as you spend time worshiping God, um, lifting him up, and as you've lifted up all your cares, all your worries to him, you've cast it all on him, you've prayed through until you've got the assurance, hallelujah. However long that might take, you've got to pray until you get that substance, that assurance on the inside. Then you, as you're declaring and making those things known, you're no longer anxious or worried about them. So then the screen becomes free for the Lord to begin to speak his dreams on, Hallelujah. 
But without the substance, your screen is continuously cluttered with anxiety. So God is wanting to give it to you. Boom. He wants to bring you the assurance. He wants you to be able to fight with it. And then he wants to drop the dreams into your heart so that you begin to see what he's seeing and begin to dream with him. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is beginning to to pick people up. And there is a revival, an awakening going on where people are no longer content just to taste the little bits on the outside. There is so much more. It gets very exciting. It's just amazing what we're seeing God doing. I've, I've been getting emails about, I mean, it, someone had an encounter with God the other night in their dream and they woke up and they'd been set free. And in their dream, I had prayed for them. And they woke up, whoa, the presence of God so strong and they were set free. I thought, whoa, that's different. But why not? God can do anything. Yeah, I'm available when I'm asleep. God, you know, if you want to go do something, I'm, I'm here. Go for it. Why not? Nothing's impossible for God. But I believe that as we begin to recognize that, yes, we're not called just to sit back and be victims. We're not called to sit back and wait and see what's going to happen. But we are called to begin to pick up and use the weapons of our warfare to fight the good fight of faith. Amen? That that fight is something you've already won, but God wants you to do it because he wants to bring you into maturity. He doesn't want to leave you as little children, but he wants you to begin to step up and go, Yes, God, thank you. I'm beginning to understand the power that you've given, the creative power that you've given us. You know, I believe that as we begin to speak and declare things, I, I, I make really interesting declarations. I, if I have a need, I pray through until I've got that substance, and then I just make declarations. I walk around in faith and just begin to declare it. Thank you, God. You said, and I'll be de- begin to declare it, those things that are not as though they are. I just make, make the declarations. And it's not, it's not, I used to mock people with the, the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it is what I used to, used to call it. But when you are praying out of an assurance, a substance, when you go, I know it, you can begin to be like, like Abraham and Sarah that are beginning to, it's, it's so real, I've seen it, I can imagine it. Ha I can, I can picture it. This, what's it going to be like? Hallelujah. What's it going to feel like? I'm walking around it in my dreams. I'm walking around it in my daydreams. It's, it's so real and it's so glorious. And I want to be specific. I want to know specifically what it's going to be like. I begin to dream about it. I begin to allow the Holy Spirit to speak it on the inside because this is the language of the Spirit that is far higher than anything that's happening in the natural realm. We need to come from a position of strength, which is in the Spirit. Hallelujah. So that we can wage war in the Spirit rather than waging war in the flesh. We're not meant to wrestle from the, from the earth. We're meant to wrestle from the position of great favor and authority. Hallelujah. It's the place of the Spirit. And we've got to recognize that we use the language of the Spirit to do that. Amen. So, Father, we say thank you. We say thank you, Lord, that you give us that assurance on the inside, God. 
Lord, I thank you that we don't have to worry and fret and be concerned about the things that are going on. But Father, you want to bring us to a place of assurance so that we can begin to declare, yes, God, this is what is happening. This is the truth. And we can begin to pray with a, with a joy and a thanksgiving, seeing those things that be not as though they are. So Father, I ask for grace, Lord, to do that tonight in Jesus' name.